woman said that the that you were being weird. Right, that I was being weird. That was her interpretation of the night was that the bartender was being weird. And what was going on was that she engaged willfully in a conversation that she seemed to be having a good time with in the first half. And then when uh, the other gentleman started to disagree with her, and then I coincidentally ended up being, I guess not fully in agreement with him because just I would never tell... A, a, a woman, let alone a black woman, just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, you gave us $500 tip. You didn't give her anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I was still more in line with his opinion as far as what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. But it was so interesting, the fact that she couldn't even see the nuances of his opinion. Yeah. Because... There were certain words, like he would say, you know, it was not like they were like trigger words or something as far as I could tell. They were like, no, if I'm going to the bar and I want this better, and she would just cut him off in the middle of that explanation. So it's like, if you don't, you just, I really wish that she's an example of a lot of people right now. They really just start to be invested in something, but are not honest about their own capacity to accept the other person as part of that conversation. Right. They think that the other person is just supposed to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And that is so confusing to me. They don't, well, they don't know the rules of conversation or they don't care about the rules of conversation. And those rules are, are constantly changing to be fair because there, there are basic ones like not cutting someone off. Yeah, Before but like, but like the fact that um, many people were three fifths of a person, you can cut a, you shouldn't cut a person off, <laughs> but a three fifths of a person, you can cut them off. That's different. Like I'm saying, but that's part of the zeitgeist of like the 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 narrative of this country, like where there are people that have are that are quite literally not used to considering others as people. Right, right. That's and that's. That's what you're trying to say. Is yeah, that, yeah. Is that, oh, you're not, I don't have to consider you. Right. So you're not actually a part of this conversation I'm right. just having with myself. <laughs> right. So whether they're talking to their children or to their yep. wives or their husbands or their, their partners, uh, you know what I mean? Their like employees. Anybody. They, there is a, there are little caveats in, in the space for that narrator or that person who's expressing their opinion. Yeah. To justify mm-hmm. not listening to the other person. Yeah, we were talking about superiority. Right. So before, or I think it was the it was the earlier episode, but still, even when it comes to like, and we're talking about service industry. So right. like, right. when you get into the service industry, that's like a whole different level of power. And and people, right. I mean, people have been crazy this past year in general. Like the pandemic just drove people insane. Last two years. And the last, yeah. and then the, this last year in particular, people are just out here just wiling yeah. <laughs> just wiling on service industry people yeah and it's part of it is because even where that customer is in their in regular social stratosphere like you you probably work a service industry job too but right, right. now you're a customer so you have power right over the person who's on the clock right now right and you're going to wield that power whatever way you want Right. And you're going to treat them like they're not a person and you don't have to respect them. You don't have to even respect their, their autonomy to not have your hands on them. Like that's something you don't need to respect yeah. <laughs> right yeah. now because you right. are the customer. Right. People are just like, and it's just what, who, who taught you that? Who right. taught you that you can treat other people like that way? Well, maybe this is back to the absence of something as opposed to the, the right. existence of something is that it's that maybe no one taught them that. They never taught them the opposite of that. Right. Okay. They never taught them. 
that when there is this circumstance that arises that someone can feel disrespected just while you're you think you're having a good time mm -hmm. so you have to be aware that this moment might come up and you have to keep yourself in check because you had a few drinks and you're not really keeping yourself in check so you got to do more so when you have three drinks you got to understand that you got to pay attention to yourself more than you did after you had one mm -hmm. so it's like the potential for the the for a circumstance to arise is a little more complicated to teach someone than this might happen to you. Because uh -huh. you don't think anything is happening to you. You think you're just existing. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you pain in the ass, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you hear yourself? No. No. They, they generally don't. Or they hear themselves, but everything they, everything they hear is right. Right, right. Well, they don't really hear, and this is back to like uh, learning another language, but they... Let's say they don't consider the woman to be a person or uh, the black person to be a person. Yeah. And so whenever they, you know, they, they think of it as playing the race card or, or, uh, or being hysterical mm -hmm. or whatever it might be that the or language... Or don't listen to kids in general. Yeah, yeah, because they're children yeah. and they have no thoughts or whatever. But like whatever it is that you're using, you're going you're gonna to find a way to rationalize that you were just being interrupted, uh -huh. you know? Odd for me to say that after the guy felt like he was being interrupted, but in that case, he it was. felt like he was, yeah, he just wasn't being allowed to finish. Um, and but. never let a man not finish, ladies. Never. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> That's so interesting. In, in Israel, in Hebrew, in, the, in Hebrew language, there are two words for finishing. <laughs> And one of them is very much connected to sex, and one of them is not. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. But they actually have a... It's like to complete something uh -huh. is the siam, uh -huh. you know. Uh, but ligmo is to finish, and ligmo is associated with coming. <gasps> but le siam is not. Uh -huh. To complete something is not associated with coming. Okay. Yeah. You just got to be like careful how you use certain words. What's, what's the word for coming, though? Oh, I don't know if there's... I mean, I guess there is. There must be. But I don't know what that is. Um, this is because I'm, you know, pretty much American at this point. <laughs> but there's... there's, I don't know. It seems like to finish is, as far as I know, the main... The word that they use for that. But I don't know. There's, there's probably some other, you know, dirtier sounding word. <laughs> what, if, what about the benign... The benign coming, like like the, the what it what it's the supposed to be. The benign coming. Is there a is another there a possible uh, name for this episode? It's no. Absolutely. Give us your Puerto Ricans. No, that was last episode. The benign coming. Oh wait, no, was it this episode? <laughs> I don't. Time doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> I exist outside of time and space. Um, I think we're just, the benign coming is just masturbation. That's oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> coming when it makes no difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. What should we finish up with, though? We should wrap this up. This... I kept like I kept having something to say, and this is a, this is part of the reason. Like when someone interrupts me, I'm like, no, 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 no. I have to, because like it, right. it goes away, and then right. it came back, and then it went away, and oh. then it came back, and then it went away. Again. Okay. Okay. So I'm just like, I have to, I have to. Oh, I see, and it came back. There I just, go. I did it right now. You, 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 you witness it, ladies and gentlemen. You wish you witness the. Uh, the thought come back into my head. Well, we're about to. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to languages that are gendered, they're mm. the the gender that is assigned to a word can change the people's perspective oh, of that word absolutely. in that language. I have another story. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. So my uncle told me a story about when he tried to start running 
and he's a smoker. Oh. And this is in Israel, so he's like running along the beach and fucking just, I don't know, he makes it probably like 300 meters and then just starts coughing. Yeah. And for those listening, a meter is similar to a yard. Um... <laughs> it but, sounded. I heard. I heard meteor, but I knew that's not. What he, said. <laughs> he ran for three hundred like, meteors. No, meteor. <laughs> I'm like, nope. That he, he ran said around meter. the world. I know he said meter, so let no, me just not even. <laughs> meters, meters, indeed. Also, a really wonderful funk band in the '60s. The meters. Meter. Um, but he ran, and then he just started coughing, and he stopped and started coughing. Apparently, right in front of these, like this group of like fat dudes who were just sitting on the beach playing backgammon and drinking beer at six in the morning because oh. that's a beach town that's okay. what happens at a beach town like someone described tel aviv to me as like a middle eastern miami oh and i was like that makes perfect okay. sense it's, a, it's t- food dancing drugs parties like it's just it's a party town okay so the fact that there's a bunch of dudes just like sitting there like drinking beer at six in the morning and playing backgammon makes complete sense to me but for those who don't know that's what happens so he starts coughing and they say to him in Hebrew, Kashe lach motek, which means, Kashe means difficult. Okay. And lach is the feminine conjugation of for you. So difficult for you. Oh. Motek means sweetheart. It literally is, comes from sweet. A matok is the, is the word that means sweet. Mm. So it's, motek is a word that we use to like, you know, all the time, your family arrives at the event. Motek, shalom, motek, and also like, hey, motek, my name, like, how are you? Like, what's up, baby? You know. So it has the same way that American language is used uses baby and yeah. all of that. It does the same thing in Hebrew, and so kashelach motek is instead of kashelecha, which would mean difficult for you as a man. Kashelach. Yeah. Difficult for you as a woman. Ooh. So it was used, the conjugation of the verb was used in the same way just to make it seem like, yeah, he, he's a fucking... He's a pussy. He's a pussy. He can't yep. handle his goddamn morning run. Yep. Back, and then... Back to the misogynistic slurs, the mis- but, yep. Because it's an oddly hospitable country, the misogyny fit into hospitality. Uh-huh. They were like, listen, quit running. Come join us. Come yeah. have a beer. Play some backgammon. It's a much better life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like that, like the, it's all wrapped into one thing. Yeah. People, that's why I think a lot of people who are blessed with the benefits of certain groups of people that can use misogyny don't see it for a number of reasons. One yeah. of them is that it's just mixed into everything else that's going on in that moment. Right. But yeah, the word itself was used in the gendered yep. way to have a specific effect on the, on the listener. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it's always... It's always the feminine, the, the, I, I understand that they were, they right. were trying to like invite him. Like, you oh, throw like you a coming. girl. You throw, yeah. Like, yeah. Girl. And when that happened, you, you, you saw like the commercial when, that was a couple years ago during, um, there was know. a commercial that used that? There was a, com- yes, it was a Dove commercial where they asked, at first they asked, um, everyone except little girls. They asked a grown woman, they asked, I think a grown man and a little boy. They're like, Throw a baseball, like pantomime throwing a baseball, mm. or some, so, or or running, or whatever, something, something sporting. Okay. And uh, and they just like okay, and they go now do it like a girl. Yeah. And then every and everyone wow. at least that they showed, I think with the exception of one or two people, was like, eh, you know, like yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, right. like eh, I can't do it. Right. And the and then they showed little girls where they said the same thing throw a baseball or run really fast, and then right. they said now do it like a girl, and they just did it the exact same way. Wow. 
And then, of course, that's supposed to be like uplifting, or, right. to, or at least to show well, you. Well, it's like... confusing at the very beginning. There's so much to figure out in that moment. Yeah, like, I'm happy that the girls didn't change their stance. Yeah, they're like, "What do you? But I'm just going to do it like shit. me because I'm because I'm a girl." You yeah, know? right, right. And, but the, obviously, the point was like, we need to be careful with our language. It's misogynistic. So, you know, blah blah blah. Sure. And then, of course, like this whole men's rights movement happened, <laughs> and it was just like, "We educate these girls." Palooza. It's yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I just I. I find it so interesting that it that in general I would say conservative white people who are probably like most of them are like middle class or below but some of them are ultra rich because you know they want to sure. sell their vitamins or whatever sure and vitamins and men, just say Adderall. Adderall. No, say Adderall. no, they're some, they're 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 enhancing supplements, they're creatine or whatever it is. Adderall and kombucha. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Not the a, conserv- a real conservative yeah, man sorry. would never drink kombucha. Right, right. That'd make him a soy boy somehow. I don't know. Yeah. There's no soy in there. But uh, I think it would just make him a bitch. It would. <laughs> drink no kombucha. I don't. Have, I control my gut bacteria. <laughs> I don't want the gut bacteria to control me. That's right. Um, but I just I, I I admit I don't think. It tastes very good but I'm, it, I'm willing to try more it's a it's a, it's a it just tastes like vinegar to me yeah no yeah it's supposed to yeah, <laughs> that's what like, it's supposed to taste like i would yeah i need sweeter beverages it's an acquired taste mm. i've acquired the taste i acquired the taste of olives when i was 17 it's taken a lot longer for kim- kombucha yeah some people will never i was about to say kombucha kombucha yeah, kombucha from the south that kombucha <laughs> but no there's this whole like you know, white people are like, we're the victims. And men are like, we are the victims. Right, and I'm like, what yeah, did right. this happen where the people who are literally have been in power forever are like, I'm the one being shafted. Right. It's a problem of perception is as far as I can tell is that, you know, everyone else is hearing the complaints of men or of white people and thinking, well, welcome to the pressure. This has always been this difficult for us. Uh-huh. So the things specifically that you are complaining about are minor to us. Mm-hmm. We see them as daily problems, and you see them as infringements on freedom, which is really interesting. If you think that we've actually been dealing with infringements on freedom as daily problems for so long, but you don't see that. You don't no. see that as a problem. You don't no. give a shit about us. Yeah. So, like, it creates this whole nobody cares about each other on either side, or it, it furthers that. Yeah. Nobody cares about each other's perspective. <sighs> <laughs> I want to. I want to know who the genius was that put the idea out there, though, because like whoever whoever started the movement is a is, I mean, next level forty well, chess. I think that unfortunately, there was a biological nudge in a certain direction, which somebody nurtured through language, and white came to mean pure, mm. and black came to mean dark and sinister and and whatever else has led to that. Like, I'm I'm trying to figure out this topic that has to do with the black market and white lies. Mm. And the fact that if all you have to say is the black market and you took the concept of a market, which is like, everybody loves a market, you know? But the black market is a place where you can buy, like, guns and children. And where you take a lie, Mm -hmm. which is known across the board as a not wonderful thing. And all you have to do is add the word white in front of it, and it's the type of lie that you are that is okay. Yeah. It is morally passable, mm-hmm. and that doesn't hurt anyone. Mm. And the words themselves reinforce the idea that was created however long ago, that whiteness has some type of goodness in it by the nature of its visual 
appearance and what that does to the eyes or something. Yeah, like okay. when you see white shit, like, you're yeah. less worried. Okay, so I, so what you're talking about is, is actual, like, evolutionary stuff where they, they do, like, experiments with babies and, like, the, the gaze of a baby. And they, and they did the yeah. same thing with, like, beauty. Yeah. Where, like, yeah, the, the, right. a baby will, stare, will look at a, quote-unquote, conventionally <coughs> attractive woman, usually. Yeah. Longer than a conventionally less attractive woman. Mm. And, but, and, and like, you're, like, six months old. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, nobody's influenced you in that way. Yeah. No, if it's, if it's a question of, of the mother and a beautiful woman, they'll look at the mother because there's, right. there's, there's an attachment there. But sure. when you're looking at two people you don't know, so they're, so we're trying to find out, like, what is inherent within us and what right. are, what is social and what are we teaching each other? That makes a lot of sense. There are some inherent things that unfortunately lend credence to trusting quote-unquote white things or lighter things more than trusting darker things and that's just because we like we're at the apex predator for a really long time and when shit was dark and you couldn't see you were naturally afraid because some shit could come eat you right that's literally what it comes from yeah i can't see the thing coming in the dark Therefore, dark people <laughs> right? represent Just a straight line a right there. No, and, no. And white people represent breakfast. Yes, <laughs> like, that's exactly like, this what is I the said. Limit. This is where our narrative came from in my mind. What, it, what that's what it, that's what makes sense. What I'm saying is, lighter things are literally easier for us to see, and what we can see, we can, I guess, quote unquote, understand, and what yeah, we understand, right. we are less right. anxious about. Right, right. And darker, Absolutely. darker things. Yeah, great fear and, and confusion. And, and For some people. Yeah. For some people. Not for everybody. No, but for, like, I mean, I think re- regardless of racism, if you are alone and you don't know where you are and and what might happen to you, like, you might become more worried. Uh, in my mind, like, I would imagine that, like, darkness literally would still concern people whether they are racist or not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, darkness yeah, yeah. around you, not yes, in the people. The absence of light <laughs> in, my, in my immediate area would still sometimes make me more conscious of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. Just if I'm going home late at night or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I see someone from Nigeria and I'm like, I'm, I'm much more worried yeah. than if you were Norwegian. because there's less crazy shit hidden in your skin if you're Norwegian. (laughs) Like, like that's really... But think about it like this. When when they do experiments for... Rec- for like racial profiling and they actually you might have heard I don't I, I, see I don't know what world you live in so it's hard for me to say what you would or would not have seen right but they there have been a, over the past like 10 years where we're getting all this facial recognition software like you, you know you open your phone with your face and like all, all the technology and stuff and China's doing surveillance where they can figure out who you are by the yeah. by the you know London too yeah but by, by just like a camera that can get high def of your face and sure. they know who you are sure, yeah. all that takes like algorithm al- algorithmic work to work out by your features, who you are, right? But there's a lot of glitches that I've seen that have, that that have gone viral, where like a black person will sit in front of a prototype and it'll be like, "We don't, we don't see anything," <laughs> <laughs> and then like a white person will sit in front of it and be like, "This is a person." <laughs> so, so like it's a it's oh like an actual God. and you know and part of <laughs> part of that is the bias of the people creating creating the thing and 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 training. I'm sorry to laugh so much at that. But it's I mean we all had the same reaction. We were like okay. Oh my god. But it's it's because it's because like this this idea that like right. it's 
separately, people are like, oh, you know. Is that Jerome or is that a hallway? <laughs> I'm not sure if there's a person I can't there tell, right? I can't tell. Is that a person? <laughs> yeah. These algorithms know. are trained to, to look for certain things and have shadows in certain <laughs> places and blah, 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 right? And if you think about your brain as a computer, you have to train it a different way. <laughs> Speak a new language. You, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to say, yeah. it's, a, it's, an, it's an objective thing. So it's not like this whole, like, babies are just born racist. Like, if you right. put a black person and a white right. person, the baby's probably, the baby probably is. Right. Regardless. No. <laughs> no, actually, I don't know. If it's a black baby, will they look at a black person? I have to do some research. But the point is, okay. like, there's there are some legitimate things that have nothing to do with, like, us as people or race as what it is that, uh, it's just the way that, that we uh, experience the world. Like, we have our, we have our five senses and our, our vision is, like, a very small sliver on the entire spectrum. On the, but on it's the, the primary one in many ways. Vision is, yeah, very much yeah. so primary, but there's so many other ways that we could detect light that we can't because yeah. our rods and cones only get this much, but what right. if we saw in UV? What if we saw an in infrared? You right. know what I mean? Then we might be having a different conversation. Right, right. Where it's like, oh, that, she doesn't, she doesn't have enough, you know, UV reflecting, reflection on her face, so like, I don't trust her. I don't right, know. Right, right, right. What we're seeing is color. Works. That's yeah. how trust works. We're trust seeing in color. Trust is immediately connected to light. Yep. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's just science. It is. Einstein was about to come up with that theory before he died. We th- we naturally trust people who would be the least likely to survive because they have <laughs> no protection from the radiation from the sun in their skin or their well, eyes. If you say that, now it starts to make sense because they must have had to come up with some tactics. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the problem is they won't share the tactics with everybody. Right. And not everybody even needs the same tactics. They just look at everybody and the whole world through their prism. No, it's when, when people, when white people get tested to try and differentiate between faces of color, they're really bad at it. Yeah. They're also, they're also bad at aging, um, uh, black children. Guessing so, the age of guessing black children? The age, yes. Guessing oh, the age of black children. Oh, well that would, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's, he's 12. It's like, I thought I was an adult. It's like, wh- You said what? it? You it. Said it. <laughs> I I'm thought spe- it was an adult. I thought it was an adult. <laughs> I'm speaking as the officer that arrested a 12-year-old for no reason. Oh and I think God. I think you'd call it it. And I think it would yeah. be a man in particular. Yeah. Yeah. But people are always best at recognizing their whoever they grew up. I'm not going to say their own race because not everyone grows up with their own race. But whoever right, they're around, right. that's what they're best at. Yeah. And then it goes, it slowly goes downhill from there. And usually at the bottom again is black people. Yeah. It's just like yeah. recognizing all the differences. Because like, what you see is like a general thing. Right. You have uh, Bad Boys as yeah. your reference yeah. for black people. You've got Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. Those and, two. <laughs> uh, well, like, I can't remember. It was like Neil Brennan uh, spoke at when Dave Chappelle got the Mark Twain Award. Mm. And he said something like, Dave Chappelle got famous at a time when there could only be one black comedian. Oh, no, he was t- referring to Eddie Murphy. Uh, okay. And he was like... Back then, there could only be one comedian. Now, it's totally different. There can be three. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, you know, yeah, the limit of the actual view of a group of people. And now, let's say you, you're you one of these uh, white folks who we were talking about earlier who's like, you get all this extra support and mm-hmm. we don't get anything. Yeah. And it's like, well, if you really wanted to break something down algorithmically and mm-hmm. look at, like, look at the effect that different groups of people are having on our society because white people love to talk about that shit. They love to talk about GDP. Mm-hmm. They love to talk about how they're not, they don't prefer Jews and that's not why they actually support Israel. It's because they have really high GDP and they're really productive and they're hard workers and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, well, look at, you know, the entertainment industry, the, the sports industry, you know, and, and not, that's like the stereotypical areas you get into the area. We talk about like, I think black women are in the United States are the most, um, growing majority of people in, in minority groups who are getting college degrees yep. in yep. this country. Yes. And the type of productivity is just, it's so selective when they decide to open their eyes right. and when they decide to close them. Yeah. So you want to talk about people having an effect on American society that you should be grateful for, mm -hmm. then please, you know, like look at, look at our music industry, look at our movies, look at our, look at everything that we do that people do to have fun in this society. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, look at other people getting degrees in their masters and their doctorates and, and everyone else who is, I mean, I guess not immediately being chased by the police for just walking down the street, yeah. what they're able to accomplish. Yeah. Um, because most white people are just bragging about how the fact that they were the first white person in a neighborhood <laughs> and that they survived all that blackness. Oh my God. <laughs> they survived the blackness. When I was in college. I've had multiple people tell me that. I survived the blackness. Look not at me, that, I'm special. Like, I was the first white person in the neighborhood. Oh. That's really what you're telling me. I was the only black person in a classroom most of the time. Yeah, I just, nobody, because... <laughs> like, like yeah, I, like, nobody asked me about that. Actually, right. someone, someone nobody did. Nobody says, how was that? No, uh, yeah. uh, a professor, a white professor at college. Oh, that's in my, nice. In my, yeah. well, well, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> We're going to find out. If it was, you let me know. This how we this asked the question. Nice. Yeah, so in, in this... So, how was, was that It wasn't you? a regular classroom. It was one of those, like, kind of, kind of, like, circular auditorium styles where you have the seats that go, like, right. up... Right. Up, like yeah. each row is up. Amphitheater style. <laughs> Amphitheater style. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure I'm the only black person in the classroom. But this, right, this right, uh, right. white professor is telling us about society and blah, blah, blah. He asked you this in the middle of class? So he goes, oh so one God. story he told was like how one time he dated this black girl in college. And oh, he no. And he went like to a, either a sorority or a fraternity, wherever oh, no. they were. And he realized for the first time in his life he was only the, he was the only white person in the room. Yeah. And he's like, and I he's like, and I immediately understood how black people feel. Oh God. <laughs> and then he goes, Georgia, how does it feel? <laughs> you know. And I'm like, you get used to it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Uh... <laughs> That's some dumb shit. But the thing is, like, you can choose to be mad at that, that is... or you can choose to be like, okay. He doesn't know well, any better. I mean, like... He meant well, no, he doesn't are, know any better. He I wasn't attacking me. I think me. it's more complicated than that. Because, this, well, this actually gets into, I think, the same conversation, like, that that the trans community is having about Dave Chappelle. And also, there was someone that posted this uh, photo saying that, and, and I thought it was ironic because I was literally working on this material on stage, uh -huh. was what happens if you are... Uh, the material that I was working on was that I was uh, in bed with a trans woman and uh, Aretha Franklin's song, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, came on. Mm. That was the origin of the beginning of the bit that okay. I was working on. Okay. It didn't go well. <laughs> um, but then I see on Instagram yesterday that uh, a, a, an organization that represents trans rights is against the song. That and you make me feel like a natural woman. That they're against the song because of the connotations it presents towards the trans community. And so Chappelle, you know what I mean, is the focus of this one topic. But now, for yesterday, it was Aretha. And it was not, nobody was thinking about Chappelle because he hadn't done a new special yet and right. any new jokes yet. Yeah. But in this moment... 
the community and its organization was focused on this song. And so that's kind of the origin where I think Chappelle comes from, where he's like, I, I want to know that, that the ire that I'm feeling from you comes from a place that, despite everything you've gone through, that is really directed at me and about what I say. But sometimes it feels like it's just compulsive mm-hmm. and it's just making, it's just response to trigger words mm-hmm. and to not having a cohesive way to fight this problem. So you're just going to fight everybody. Yeah. And I can understand that, that ire, like that level of anger. Like I can understand being that mad. I just, I question its effectiveness. Is that similar to the, what we said about you? I think you said someone said that if a uh, few good men go down. If, yes. If, if you go, about, if a few good men right. go down during Me Too, I'm okay right. with that. What my cousin was saying about her reaction to Louis, she was like, I thought he was hilarious. I don't give a shit if he goes down. Like, this is part of what needs to happen. She didn't, she wasn't concerned with his character at all mm. when it came to the actual issue. Okay. She was saying, I freely admit, thinking that I, I loved how funny he was. And I accept, I take all of his jokes and I accept his inability to perform now. And I don't feel bad at all because of how many women have not been able to succeed in society. In society, I also don't feel bad at all about liking his jokes. Okay. I don't feel bad for a second. He made me laugh. There's a lot of terrible people that can make me laugh. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm not even saying I think he's terrible. Yeah. I'm just, th- I'm just saying, I don't care. Wow. That's, I think, what she was saying. And, and when you were talking about um, our, like, um, the species that we came from and, like, how there's all these, you know, she, she was the one who also said, there's a lot of species out there where the women fuck the males and then they eat the males. There, I mean, and she was true. like, we can restructure this whole thing. If fear is the thing that actually gets you guys in line, <laughs> oh, no. then let's figure this shit out. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll make you scared. We'll figure out a way. Lord. But that's, that's the language of power. I think to a, to a degree, like you have to at some point understand that people are not going to be on your side and you just have to convince them that they don't have to be on your side, but your side is valid. And if you, if they don't treat you in that way, they are going to be afraid of you. Mm. That's the only method of, of asserting your place. It's not, you know, 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> Or whatever movie came out that made us get to know each other. Um, those representations of artistic work have as much of an effect on society as as um, fear and power in that way. And they are absolutely a tool to get people to understand each other in a new way. But there are always people who refuse to learn and then speak very loud and are very good at garnering a following. And you have to talk to them, not just the people who maybe watch the movie and also kind of like, you know, they, they, they watched something with Sidney Poitier mm-hmm. in 1967 mm-hmm. and they were like, oh my God, look at this black man with all of his characteristics. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. He's like a human. <laughs> like, he's this is so interesting. Human. He's on television. So like <laughs> people paid money for him to show his humanity. That must mean... You know, but then there's other people that live in the next house down that are like, just saying like, that's that Hollywood Jewish propaganda, Mm -hmm. you know, all the stuff that Kanye was talking about. The Jew is using the black man to, you know, and whatever it else that they're going to spew out, they're going to say that because their, their intention is not to hear and not to listen and to keep everybody in their group. And you at some point have to address them. Yeah. 
and uh, the movies and the books and the pamphlets and the and, the, and everything and the words are not going to work. We still have that sort of energy where we have to make people afraid when they don't respect us, mm. whoever the us is in yeah. that situation. Can 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 a group just wield power responsibly? Is that possible? Not yet. Not yet. We haven't evolved enough for that. I think one did for about a week, maybe. <laughs> a week. Back in seven seven ten BC. BC for yeah. that one week. <laughs> well, that's the thing is let me maybe uh, this is my closing argument for this whole episode is that I took a class in college called Exploring the Goddess, and it was not just to get laid, I promise. I was really curious because goddess worshiping cultures made no sense to me. And I was like, let me, you know, take an elective and take up some time and learn about what the hell this looks like. Yeah. And the teacher was Maltese. She was from Malta. And that happened. I was like, she was a dog? (laughs) (laughs) What? Is a shark bait. Yeah, is there any other any animal that we know of that we, we just call you the thing the thing that we also call people? You know I what I mean? Know. I don't know. Is there like an Albanian yeah. and it's just a dog? Right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, no, not that I know. <laughs> okay. So that's another plight that the people from Malta have to suffer through. <laughs> but because people from Malta were conquered by like everybody, the most recent conquerors were the were the British, and everybody who grows up there these days is uh, schooled in English. Okay. And there is a uh, language an ancient language that is, uh, I guess, not really spoken in Malta, but it is it is known. Okay. And there are written examples of it. I don't know much about that. But what she talked about was, one thing she mentioned was that there was a time period in human history that is not spoken about in a certain part of the world around Malta and the Mediterranean where there were uh, 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 goddess-worshipping cultures and, and, and the leader, spiritual leader of every community was female. Um... And, or I guess in that case, it would be a woman. Yeah, I'm like, you're kind of using the right word here. Sorry. I'm just, no, no, don't, but the thing, but you meant, but you meant female though. Right? Well, I'm not sure what I meant because when you're, what you're talking about is literally a group of people praying to a sculpture that is shaped in some way to represent a woman or represent a female. I'm not, you know what I, I mean? I think you mean female. Because the organs were not in the sculpture. <laughs> they it's weren't. Like they didn't like put the vagina in there. <laughs> right. It wasn't in, you know what I mean? So but like that kind of an interesting way to refer to female. Generally the, sh- the shape, when they, because they didn't have hormone replacement back right. then. So right. whatever your body develops, how yes. it develops. Right. So it was. It was a, it was a, I mean, I almost want to just say feminine. Okay. Feminine might be the best word for that. But whatever it is, um. The teacher told us that during this time period, it lasted for a little over a thousand years and there was no war. Mm-hmm. And the f- I don't know about the first thing I thought, but one of the first things I thought was, yeah, the warfare was emotional. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I'm, uh, like, because the, the idea that there was no war means that life was better. Oh, and the first the thing I thought yeah. was, I guess so. But But. is it fair to say that? Because maybe the tactics of oppression were just different. Maybe. But I I can't say. I wasn't in that society. True. But but that seems like something that I... There were female pharaohs in Egypt. Do we still think of Egypt as as patriarchal, even though there were female pharaohs? Well, I think that in that case, I don't know enough about the system, how how the pharaohs, like, actually were, uh, power was transferred, if it was any different than, like, England and the Empire, because they have also had queens, but that doesn't mean the patriarchy doesn't exist. So I I wonder how that would actually be manifested in Egypt and in that society. I don't think that the presence of a woman suggests the patriarchy is gone. 
Oh, no, no, no. The same thing with the presence of a half-black president. Uh, racism right. doesn't exist anymore. Right. It's gone. Post-racial society. Yeah, our first right. black right. president. <laughs> and I'm always I, I'm always the, the one white, black person at the table. Whenever someone's like, they're first black president, I'm the one that's like, half-black? Ha, ha, half-black president? Right, did we right. For, did we forget oh, that he's half-white? We I did, it, didn't to, we? We yeah. forgot. <laughs> we forgot. It's no. okay. <laughs> so this is a wonderful moment. The uh, 2016? No. Was it the 2020... I think it was the 2020 primaries. I was watching them at Irv's at the bar that used to exist in our neighborhood. And uh, my friend was sitting next to me and we're watching Bill de Blasio fumble through words (laughs) and make no sense. And, uh, and uh, I made a joke. I was like, looks like America's going to find out having a black wife doesn't get you president because I was talking about, he's married to a black woman. That's what I, you know what? Gotcha. Was he married to a black woman? Married to a black woman. <laughs> okay. So I said, I made that joke. I said, you know, looks like America's going to find out that doesn't get you president. And my friend goes, yeah, that only worked for Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was more about liberals, you know, in general, like that, that whole liberal currency of like, you know, I am, I am trustworthy because there are minorities in my life. Like, like get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I get it. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. Like whatever version of that is, if it's like I people saying I have black friends or or, or dating someone yeah. and using that as yes. it is, yeah, and that can be used in so many ways. Like my college professor was a white dude who was a Zen Buddhist and was his wife was Japanese, and I was like, this is just kind of a full picture mm-hmm. all at once before I get to know you because you speak in a weird, whispery, calm tone as if you're like. You're my shaman. Mm-hmm. But, like, I never gave you that role okay. at all. Uh, you know? But I think he thought of himself as very pensive and, and, and patient because he was, I don't know, just dating a Japanese woman and studied some Zen Buddhism. Mm-hmm. But this is why I want to see that movie, You People. You see the, the the preview for that? No! Eddie Murphy is, uh, like, the dad who's... Jonah Hill is the daughter... I'm so sorry I forgot the name of the actress who plays Eddie Murphy's wife. Um, but basically, Jonah Hill is dating their daughter. Oh. And so it's a scene of them in the preview of them sitting at the restaurant. And he's like, so you just come into the ghetto to, like, you know, interact with our food and women? Or do you actually spend time here and do you, or, you know? I mean. <laughs> I mean. Oh, that brings and me And he back. just makes it more awkward the more he says. Wait, so is it, like coming to, is it like coming yeah, to dinner? Yeah, it's like brand new. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying, is it coming out? No, but, but is it, so is the premise... Reminiscent of coming to dinner. Guess who's coming to Guess dinner? Guess who's coming to get to dinner? Um, I mean, I that sounds like a really good comparison, but I don't really know if it would be because of the way language works now. Like everything is just so upfront. Okay. Like everything is so like when he, when they ask Jonah Hill the question in the preview, he starts talking about. Um, yeah, like we don't like do very much, me and her, but like it would be great to like. I just want to like make babies with your daughter and like mixed kids, mixed people are amazing. Mixed race (laughs) people are incredible. Like there's so many people out there. Like, and he starts naming like, like mixed Mixed race celebrities. And then he's like, and then of course the goat. (laughs) Obama? No, that's the thing. Nobody knows who he's talking about at the moment. And he's like, he's like the greatest of all time. And Eddie's like, Eddie's the guy, Eddie Murphy playing the role is like, I know what that means. What you're referring to. Who are you talking about? He's like our guy. Malcolm X. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, just the, the energy of the conversation is so weird. Yeah. And Jonah Hill's character seems to uh, capture that really well. Like, 
the liberal who thinks they are helping. Mm-hmm. You know, which is why I working I'm doing my joke about corporations changing their name mm. and how Plantation Rum decided to change uh, the name to Reservation Rum oh. to become better. Does he get better? Does he get better? Yeah. Does he get like, one step up? <laughs> one little step. We don't want to offend any black people anymore, so yeah. we call it Reservation Rum. Oh, but Lord. there's still that authentic energy of people working hard in a field. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, it's Reservation Rum. Lord. You know? Like, That's yeah, people funny. trying to help and fucking it up worse in the process is one of the funniest things. I know life. we're supposed to, like, we have so much to talk about. We're supposed to be ending this. We'll talk about this next time. But I yeah. feel the same way about about liberal white people who think they're helping the cause of racism by, one, either saying that racism, that race does not exist. Their right. racism, racism is, like, stupid. Right. Which is a reflection of their vision. They they can't see color and right. they said that. And then, and so that color, should understand being that they colorblind, are colorblind. That, and that being colorblind <laughs> is, like, a good thing. And it's like both of those things are bad. But I, th- I get that you think you're doing something right, good. Right. But, but saying race doesn't exist and being colorblind are actually more harmful right. than good. Well, they're, but the reason that they're more harmful is so important. It's like you are acting like like these other white people are the sharks and you're the lifeguard. Yeah. But you're helping us drown. Like right. that's kind of what ends up happening is that like the, the, the movement that's supposed to grow is suffocating because of the bullshit you think you're doing that is actually helping us. And we can't even talk to you because yeah. you get offended because you think you're, you're actually stepping away from your racist grandfather yeah. and doing something different. So it gets even this extra layer of confusion. There's like, people think there's like three ways to be racist. There's like a hundred ways to be racist. <laughs> there's so many ways to be racist. It's like, it, it, it's like, it's unfathomable how many ways there are. And that's one of them. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. I don't, I'm, oh, okay, so. Right. Next time. <laughs> hundred ways to be racist. We're going to come back racist. with we're gonna get 99 balls, of them. We're going to get balls deep into racism. Balls deep into racism <laughs> next time. Come join us <laughs> and find out. <laughs> yeah, find out how deep the racism rabbit hole goes. You made me several mezcal. What did you make a me- mezcal and, and ginger beer? Uh, mezcal mule. Mezcal mule. Mezcal yeah, some mule. people call it a Oaxacan mule. Oaxacan. Um, but yeah. uh, probably a-, a lot of them are white people. <laughs> they refer to that as a Oaxacan mule. Yeah, most most people who refer to people who are Latinx are white people. Most most Hispanic people don't use that term. So. Yeah, I've never heard people talk about Latinx no. like I'm Latinx. I've never heard that, but like you know, not in person. <laughs> No. That's why I'm. That's why it's so loud and outspoken today, and I'm just like just right. talking over it. I'm interrupting. It's just because I'm really drunk. It's not because I'm black. Right. Okay. Right. What do you? What do you would actually? Would, how would you refer to a Jewish person as Latinx? What? Oh, I know. No. Yeah. Mm, I know. I. <laughs> Hold on. No. I there's was just a guy. Set up a joke, but this is Go, great. You do that. Well, I was just gonna say you, it's Latinx. Oh. <laughs> cute but there is actually a guy on youtube who does his own he does his own news his name is david pacman he was born pacman pacman he is an ashken like a hundred percent ashkenazi jewish pacman pacman yes he's like a hundred percent uh biologically because he did his he did his like 23 me or something and he's like almost a hundred percent if not a hundred percent ashkenazi jew however Uh his family and he are from argentina so his first language is spanish so he worked for the nazis he's of course Of course. Uh, that, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've never wanted to use that, uh, the Jewish version of the N-word with the house, house N-word right there more than, than just moment. now. Yeah. He's, he's an Ashkenazi Jew who was raised in Argentina. Yeah. 
Whose housekeeper were you, motherfucker? Whose <laughs> housekeeper? Yeah, was it Goebbels? <laughs> yeah, did you get along with the Goering family? <laughs> My God, no, a lot, of, a lot of Jews actually escaped over there too. Yeah, so yeah. like, so I don't, so would he be? He would be Hispanic because he comes from a Spanish-speaking country, but what, he's not Latin though. Yeah, but yeah, he's Jewish. So he's—that's part of the reason I know right. the—I I know the accent thing. The H for the accent is because he left before six. Yeah. So he does not have his accent anymore. Right. But right, his right. family. Okay. Does because he left and sure. learned English second. Yeah. So yeah. that's why. But yeah, so I was like, yeah, no, I do know like a Jewish, Hispanic person. Right. You right, know. Right. Well, you know who else is oddly enough in almost the same way as Louis C.K. What? <laughs> What what so is one, happening? In the 2017 special, uh, which I ended up actually seeing live, because mm-hmm. I was in Israel and he came to Jerusalem, which was the weirdest fucking show of my life. He went to Jerusalem? Did yeah. you a comedy show? Yeah. He did okay. a comedy show in Jerusalem, and it was about five, four or five months before the whole shit broke out. Yeah, I was like, how? That seems real close. This was 2017 <laughs> yeah. in like... Um, uh, oh, it must have been 20... Oh, the special was called 2017. I saw him in like August 2016. We were oh, okay. still developing the material. Okay. That's right, because that's where I was when I was there. Uh, that day was one of the weirdest days of my life because my mom and I were arguing with each other. We went to a funeral that day, and we argued in the car on the way back from the funeral, all the way back to the apartment in the car. Mm-hmm. The funeral was for my grandmother's friend from the Holocaust. My grandmother had already passed like three weeks before, mm-hmm. but the Holocaust community, like like the grandchildren of yeah. the survivors knew each other as well. Okay. So we all went to the funeral and um, on the way back, my mom would just fucking argued the whole way, the whole way. And then I remember getting out of the car, getting to the apartment in Tel Aviv. My dad was like, you ready to go see Louie? And I was like, yes. Oh my God, yes. Please make me laugh. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that day. It was crazy. But um, in that special, he was talking about Something that I now forgot because I had to bring up this backstory. I can't remember. Not his Hispanic, his heritage? Yes, because he talked about the story of his, I'm sorry, of his, I think it was his grandfather who was a Hungarian Jew who uh, escaped persecution and went to Mexico. Okay. And hid his last name, pretended he was Catholic, married a, a Mexican Catholic woman. Okay. And uh, Louis is a descent, uh, grandchild of that scenario. So like 15, 20% Mexican, something like that? Uh, so it'd be grandmother and grandfather. So I guess depending on what happened with his parents. Oh yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. depending on that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, so, so he could be a ginger Mexican, is what you're saying? Well, he, he is. is, a, is, he is a ginger in a manner Mexican. of speaking, he's a ginger Mexican. Well, if we believe in one drop rule, you know. So he's an octoroon, but for Mexicans, is this like the five second rule or something? Technically <laughs> speaking, <laughs> the five second like rule. He only touched like five seconds of ginger. <laughs> no. But <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. What is happening? I'm sure I just got uh, got canceled already. <laughs> um, but anyway, this was a really wonderful, wonderful session. This was a weird, this is a, this is a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to keep going. Yes. They're going to keep time. going. Next time. To everyone out there, thank you for listening to us. Welcome back to Everything's Fine with Georgia and Yami. Everything's fine. That's what I think. If you can sit with each other and get 
and get wasted on a Tuesday. Right. And bomb. And I'm always going to say this as long as the war is going on in Ukraine and bombs are not being dropped on you, everything's sure. fucking fine. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I do think that someone poisoned the water supply, actually, though, uh, because everyone's gotten stupider. I think when we take oh. our IQ tests, I think that the IQ of, the, of America has gone down significantly over the past uh, two years. She's and right. someone poisoned us, and it's going to be right. the walking dead. Yeah, she's <laughs> right. Someone poisoned the water, which means this is exactly how Jews are going to take over the world because we're going to make everyone drink seltzer. <laughs> and so we'll have control over the water supply. That's what happens. I love seltzer. All the bubble water. It's Jewish bubbles. Jewish bubbles. All right. Next time. Next time. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>